welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. That is everything, so it is my great pleasure. As I said, we've done a swap, so we've sent Pastor Karen down to Kingdom Harvest, and we've brought Pastor Brian from Kingdom Harvest, and I always love it when Pastor Brian comes along um, to visit. Um, He comes with a, a strong message. You'll be encouraged. So get your pens and paper ready and um, give them a round of applause. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Brian. Do you want this? Thank you, Carol. Um, first, we're going to watch three videos. <laughs> They're short. But uh, one, the first one, is what Pastor Karen wanted you to watch, and the other two are what I wanted you to watch. Question. What are you called to do? I ask that question because we won't be judged according to what we did in life but rather what we were called to do in life. Imagine with me standing before the throne of God and a scenario like this occurred. Evangelist Anderson, come forth and give an account of your stewardship on earth. Evangelist Anderson, I'm not an evangelist. I'm an accountant. I had an accounting firm, I had an evangelist Anderson. Where are the 347,566 souls I called you to impact in Asia, son? Where are they? I'm an an accountant, I I had an accounting firm. I I help churches, I help ministries with their their, their finances, son. Where are the 347,566 souls in Asia I called you to impact? Son, where are they? Had you sought me, had you sought my face, I would have revealed this to you. Accountant Jones, step four and give an account of your stewardship. Uh, accountant Jones? No, I, no, no. I pastored for 35 years. I, I, I had a, a membership of 750 people. Accountant Jones, I called you to the marketplace. Had you done this, you would have significantly impacted two people. You and those two men would have helped churches with their finances, and those churches would have impacted 751,000 321 souls. If you would have sought me, I I would have revealed this to you. Sister Smith, come forth and give an account of your stewardship.
judged according to what you did, you will be judged according to what you were called to do. We are racing toward the finish line. It has been 2,000 years since Jesus commissioned us to run this race, to go and make disciples of all nations. Yet this race called the Great Commission, is still unfinished. The question is, what will it take to cross the finish line? In the last two to three decades, we have seen an exponential advancement of the gospel all over the world. The global church has greatly reduced the number of unengaged, unreached people groups from 16,000 to 3,000 left in the world. Yet these 3,000 people groups will be the hardest to evangelize and disciple in the years to come. We are inviting you to run with us to the finish line. Between now and 2030, as we move to the 2,000 year birthday of the church, the goal of the Global Church Network is to witness for the first time a Bible, a believer, and a body of Christ in the remaining 3,000 people groups. While billions of Christians are waiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ, there are 2.5 billion who do not know that Jesus came the first time. These people are totally lost. They have never heard the name of Jesus before. They don't have a single verse of scripture in their language. They do not have a church within walking distance of their home, nor do they a missionary in their area. They know in their heart that something or someone is missing. However, access to the gospel is non-existent. We must eradicate biblical poverty by 2030. Will you join this race to the finish line? Or just read the headlines when this race is completed? The Global Church Network is made up of key leaders from around the world who have committed to finishing this race in this generation. It is no longer about what I or my organization can do but it is all about what it takes to complete the task of the Great Commission. There is a greater momentum of church planting than ever before seen. There is also a greater synergy than ever before among churches and missions agencies in their respective countries. Bible agencies have come together like never before to translate the scripture in the remaining 3,000 people groups. We are running faster than ever before, yet we are inviting you to run the race with us. The Global Church Network has set an ambitious goal that by 2030, 95% of the people in the world should have a full Bible, 
99.9% of people in the world should have New Testament, and 100% of people in the world should have at least 25 chapters of the Bible. We have accepted the God-given goal that there will be Bibles, believers, and local bodies of Christ in these 3,000 people groups by 2030. Will you join this race with us? We are inviting you to participate in this race, to pray for the remaining people groups, to partner through sponsoring at least one chapter, to pledge to become a member of the Great Commission Association. We are bolting out of our old cinder blocks way of thinking and racing to finish this Great Commission race by 2030. Let's do it together. The Global Church Divinity School houses hundreds of online courses taught by world-class Christian leaders from every world region and every major stream of Christianity. The GCDS online campus is comprised of 20 state-of-the-art virtual buildings, each with a unique academic focus or ministry purpose, named after a key leader in the Global Church Network. The Global Church Divinity School has brought together the finest minds to provide the best teaching to pastors and leaders in the 21st century. The church is no longer going from the West to the rest of the world, but the best around the world going to the rest of the world. The main architects of the Global Church Divinity School, James O. Davis, Leonard Sweet, and Kenneth C. Ulmer, have synergized their knowledge, wisdom, and experience to create a fresh, dynamic learning paradigm designed to impact the entire body of Christ. The Global Church Classroom provides a cutting-edge environment for individualized courses, community cohorts, and face-to-face -face learning taught by key Christian leaders from around the globe. The curriculum is comprised of seven ministry training tracks, each with seven levels of learning, for a total of 49 learning modules available to each student. The seven ministry tracks are preaching, teaching, healing, story, the arts and imagination, Christ formation, and contextual semiotics. The seven levels of learning within each track are novice, apprentice, specialist, docent, maven, master, and mentor. While the courses within each ministry track do not have to be taken in a specific order, all seven levels of learning are required to complete the track. Each student can earn a maximum of eight prestigious credentials issued by the Global Church Divinity School Board of Governors. The crowning credential, Omega, is only issued after all the ministry tracks have been fully completed. The Global Church Divinity School has been shaped through the lens of servicing the local church. There are four membership levels, Growth, Gold, Grand and Global, with each building upon the other. The Growth Membership equips one leader. The Gold Membership enlists one church. The Grand Membership encourages up to 10 churches. And the Global Membership expands up to 50 churches. Whether you're seeking training for yourself, your church, your region, or your missional world, there is a perfect membership for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, Global Church Network is something that I'm involved with. Um, I've been named as the co-chair for Northern Ireland uh, by Dr. James Davis. And um, we have a management committee, and we have a wonderful group of pastors, church leaders, uh, partners, you know, in the, the gospel who are coming together. And it's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, Pastor Karen is going to be part of the Global Church Network Prayer Summit on October 28th that you also can 
can zoom in uh, to that prayer summit. Uh, they're going to be praying for the unreached people groups around the world. And if you want to sign up for that and get the link for the, for the Zoom, uh, you go to finish3030, um, sorry, finish2030.com, finish2030.com, and you can sign up for that. Um, we had a, a conference there the last couple of days, absolutely wonderful, you know, bringing leaders together. And uh, again, you see, you see the goal here. You see the goal. Amen. How many of you want to be part of God's goal, what God is doing in the earth today? Amen. This is what God is doing. This is God's heart. Amen. It's his heart. And uh, somebody said you have to find out your part in God's heart. Amen. Your role in God's goal. Hallelujah. And that's what that first video was about. That, that first video, every single one of us has a very, very specific, specific part. And Psalm 139 talks about, you know, uh, David said, when, when, when my members, you know, were being formed in, in, in the womb, you know, in, in your book they were written, even before there was even one of them. There, there was a book written about David's life, about your life, about my life. You know, the scripture says in Ephesians 2.10, when you're born again, when you come to the Lord, and when you're created in Christ Jesus, you're created for good works, which God before ordained for you to walk in. You know, every one of us has a race. Every one of us has a race. Every one of us has a course. And it can be as simple as raising three kids <laughs> in the ways of God. I'm convinced that's, that's my mom's calling. <laughs> Praise God. That might be Pastor Hillary's calling along with the church and many other things, raising six wonderful children, hallelujah, who impact the world. <laughs> Amen. It's finding out exactly what God has for you. And it's not about being self-willed. It's not about doing your own thing. The scripture says, you know, we all went our, our own way and we all, we all went astray and the Lord laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all because we all went our own way. So we don't go our own way when you invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Amen? You, you yield and you surrender to what God has for you. I mean, that, that's what drove me to come to Christ. I said, Lord, what do you have for me? What do you have for me? I, I very quickly, and I, I believe it was my mom's prayers, <laughs> very quickly realized I was on a, a roundabout, you know, just a, a merry-go-round, round and round, you know, going nowhere going nowhere, young person living for the weekend, you know, what's happening Friday night, what's happening Saturday night, <laughs> now I think kids, they just, you know, it's every night, it's ridiculous, you know, and, uh, but going nowhere, where's the purpose, where's the meaning, you know, and, and that's it, when you're coming to Christ, you're saying, Lord, I surrender, what do you have for me, what do you have for me, and that is the most rewarding thing when you grab a hold of what God has for you, Amen? When you realize and discover the talents, the gifts that he placed in your life to bless others, to bless others, hallelujah, you know, to help build the kingdom of God. That's what God's doing. He, he's building. Amen? Jesus said, I will build my church. I'll build my church. And uh, we see here in 1 Corinthians 3.10, Paul said, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation, and another builds thereon. So he's building, and somebody else is building. For other foundation can no one lay that is laid, but that, but that which is laid, Christ Jesus. Okay, Jesus Christ. Now if any man build, any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be manifest, 
For the day shall declare it. That's the day we all stand before God. The day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. All of our works will go through a furnace. And the ones who, the, the works that were, were done in Christ for him with the right heart, the right motivation, amen, they shall remain, praise God. So it shall be revealed by fire. The fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. You know, what were we doing and why were we doing it? Were we doing it with God's heart in mind? Praise God. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Say a reward. <laughs> Amen, a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. So yet so as by fire. So you see here God's building. He's building. And, and everyone is building because he says, whoever builds thereupon, you know, we're all building. And we all have a race. Praise God. In 2 Timothy 3.10, Paul said, you have fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, and my purpose. My purpose. I love that. It just stands out. Purpose. You know, I, again, I was longing for and looking for purpose in my life. And um, 2 Timothy 4.7, Paul says, I fought the good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Again, there's a course. You know, there's a course. And you have to, you have to know the beginning and the end of your course. You may not see it all at one time, but if you seek God, he will lead you step by step. He'll lead you step by step. There are seasons of your life. There are seasons. And, and God, the Bible says, will entrust you with little, and then he'll see if you're faithful with it, and then he'll increase it. <laughs> he'll cause more and more to come your way. As you're faithful with little, he'll commit more to your trust. Amen. He will just heap upon you. You know, the Lord is looking for people that he can trust. He's looking for people that he can give responsibility to. And where you are now is, is, no, uh, is no indication of where you can and where you will be if you're faithful with the Lord. He will take you places you've never dreamed of. You've never dreamed of. You know, I've looked at uh, my sister's life from time to time, and I tell you, that woman walks with God. <laughs> she's, she's like a refining fire. When you, when you look at her life, you think, oh, Lord. You know, because she has uh, just committed everything to the Lord, and we know that. That's what we do when we come to Christ. But she recently gave a talk about the seasons of her life in my brother's church in Athlone. And uh, to, particularly to the women, absolutely fabulous. You know how uh, there's a season of your life where you're just laying up truths. Amen. You're just laying up wisdom. You're, you're giving heed and you're giving ear to the people that God has placed in your life to build you up and to strengthen you and to impart wisdom, impart knowledge of God and his ways. You know, your parents, you know, your pastors, your teachers, other people, other relationships God gives you, you know, where people are just pouring into your lives. Sometimes it's, it's the teachers and educators, you know, those who are called by God into that arena as well, sowing into your life and uh, you're being raised up. Then, you know, you'll start to see things being committed to your trust. You know, maybe you start serving in the church. Maybe, you know, you start stepping out into uh, the arena of, of the workplace where, where God wants you to, to serve and work, you know, and, and again, um, maybe you have, um, God gives you uh, prayer responsibilities. Maybe you just feel to pray for, for particular people, particular ones. 
you know, and um, to evangelize. And, and just there can be a, a myriad of things that God begins to commit to your trust, but he's looking if you're faithful. He's watching. He's watching. When you walk down the street and the Lord asks you to share the gospel with someone, are you faithful? You know, do you stop? Do you turn around? Do you take a moment <laughs> to share Christ with that person? Uh, Pastor Brian Madden gave a, a lovely example yesterday how, you know, there was a businessman, very well-dressed businessman sitting, I think it was near in front of City Hall or something, um, someplace in the city center, and the Lord told him, go witness to that person. And for some reason, he's like, oh, Lord, you know, I, I just, I don't know if they're going to receive. I don't know what kind of response I'm going to get, you know, and uh, and, he, and Pastor Brian Madden backpedaled a little bit. He says, Lord, I'm just going to go to the shop here. Uh, if I come back and he's still there, I'll witness to him. <laughs> and he did. He, he went to the shop. He came back, and the guy was still there. And uh, when he went up to him, he said, you know, you must be born again. You must be born again. The Lord says, the Word says, you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he went he went to get up and walk off, and the guy goes, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, tell me more about that. Tell me what that means. He said, I was at church last night. And Pastor Brian said, that's good. And, and the pastor said, you must be born again. And he called people forward. He said, but I didn't go forward. I didn't go forward. <laughs> what does that mean? Pastor Brian then sat down with him more, shared more with him. The guy got born again right there, prayed the prayer and, and prayed it out loud. Even so, Pastor Brian said he was near embarrassed, wanting to, to hush him. And the guy ended up dancing in the city center there because he got saved. <laughs> Amen. Come on, you never know what's on the other side of the things that God tells you, you know, and asks you to do until you do them. Absolutely wonderful. But there's, there's different seasons, amen? God, God may just have you, you know, you're working your career, you're doing what God wants, you're raising a family, but God may have you serving in the church. You may be serving another person's ministry for years. And that was something that, that uh, my sister went through. You know, she was just serving at um, Hassan Boyle's church in Dundalk. Praise God. A uh, fantastic church there. And uh, she just served there 17 years 17 years doing uh, teaching ministry, uh, running a discipleship school. She was uh, leading the worship, things like that, conferences. You know, they put together floats, these big massive floats for the um, St. Patrick's Day parades, which were evangelistic floats, you know, and, and ministering to the town. Was, they would bring choirs out on the street at Christmas and into the shopping malls and things. You know, again, witnessing, just, just serving, serving serving. And then a different season came. And then the Lord took her out of all those different responsibilities. She said, God, what, what's going on? You know, <laughs> it was like God was just pruning everything back. Other people were stepping into those responsibilities that she had formerly looked after. And then the Lord called her to China, called her to China. Three and a half years, well, certainly three years in China. I mean, absolutely phenomenal absolutely phenomenal. That, that brought something around, you know, where she was believing for the man of her dreams. The man of her dreams, J.D. was his name. She had already met him. <laughs> she was trying to, to win him and praying, God, open his eyes. Uh, you know, he's to be my husband. I just know it. And the Lord had really spoken that to her. But when she went to China in obedience, I'll tell you what, that set her apart particularly in the eyes of someone called J.D. <laughs> you know, many young ladies were after him, and uh, he used to wear a wedding ring so that no one would uh, give him any 
bother. You know, he, 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 it's just the unwanted attention. <laughs> he would wear a wedding ring. And uh, even, even the first time my sister met him, he was wearing this wedding ring. And she thought, wow, you know, everything about this guy is just ringing bells with me like this. This is my husband. She told her friend, she said, the only problem is he's married. <laughs> he's married. And, um, and when she went back into the room, she said, uh, so tell me about, you know, your wives. Uh, JD was with another gentleman. They, the, the other one had a wedding ring as well. Oh, tell me about your wives. They must be very blessed. You know, you guys out in the mission field doing the things of God. And just cutting a long story short, you know, the friend, the friend says, oh, JD, JD, he's not married. Trisha almost came apart. <laughs> she said she went out in the parking lot and danced and shouted. <laughs> but see, there, there are doorways that, that will open to you if, if you're obedient, if you're obedient to what God says. There are things you will never experience if you don't step out and obey what God is telling you to do. And because she was obedient in China and there was just tremendous fruit born there, that was the will of the Lord. But the side effect of that was it set her apart in the eyes of JD. And he ended up flying out there. He thought, this woman's serious, serious about the things of God, serious about missions, because he was as well. And he flew out there and asked her to marry him. So that was awesome. They're doing now another season of their lives. You know, they're, 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 uh, in Oklahoma, they're Oklahoma now. Um, but again, you, you have to take risks. You have to step out. You, you can't be tied to things. You, you can't be tethered. And that, that was a word, one of the words that God gave me this morning. You can't be tethered to things of this life. You know what that means? It's like you're, you're just tied down. Uh, if we read here in Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a crowd, cloud of witnesses okay the witnesses in heaven hallelujah cheering us on we know people there let us lay aside as they're cheering let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us and run with patience the race that is set before us that is set before us paul had a race sure he had a race he'd run his race finish his course but now it says let us run the race that is before us before us you've got a race i've got a race and it says here, lay aside the weights. Don't be tethered. Don't be tethered. You know, if you've got a hot air balloon, you know, you keep it from floating away. You know, you, you tie it down. Uh, but, but when God wants you to fly away, you want to get rid of the weight, right? <laughs> you want to get rid of the things that are tethering you. If, uh, you know, if you've got a boat and you're, you're trying to, to navigate a course through the water, if you're dragging something behind you on a rope, you know, if something's come with you that you didn't realize, maybe the anchor is still, still down there. <laughs> you're trying to drag it along the bottom. You're not going to navigate very well, are you? You know, you're tethered. You're tied to things. And, uh, you know, in the perfect will of God is the greatest place of blessing. It's the greatest place of blessing. If you cut, you know, what, what you think are your items of, of safety, they, they, they give you a safety net. They kind of, they make you feel more secure. They're things of this world. They're things of this life. You know, I, I know people, if they didn't have a pension, uh, they would not feel secure. <laughs> They, they have to have the pension. You know, um, there, there are other things that um, we can have in our lives where, you know, I've got to own this particular property. I, I have to have that. You know, that's, that's, 
my house, I believe God for that house, you know, and, and they're, they're tied to it though. They would never give it up. Um, JD and, and Trisha, they just, uh, built up this beautiful house. They, they bought this, uh, lovely house in, in Carlsbad, New Mexico. They fixed it up in so many ways. They put a, a, a big porch all the way around it and decking, and, and they planted trees and shrubs, flowering shrubs, all over the property, and it was just absolutely amazing. They did all this work, and then God put on their heart, move. <laughs> move. I know people that they won't move. No, that's their dream house. They just got it fixed the way that they want to. You know, uh, we, we can't just up and leave. And they said, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. They weren't tethered. They weren't tithed, uh, tied. Um, Pastor Karen and I, you know, we've, we've had circumstances like that where, where I felt just, you know, God, God saying, move now, you know. And, and if you're not ready, if you're tied to something, you don't move. You don't, you don't partake of that opportunity that's before you. Um, well, it just so happened. Now, again, the greatest, the greatest flow of blessing in your life is when you're obedient to his will. They sold that house that they had just fixed up for three times more than they bought it for. That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> like Trisha, my sister, she, she says, when does that happen? When does that happen? God's blessing. God's blessing. It's, it's in an oil-rich area, you know, and, and property is, is sought after. But they ended up selling it for three times more than what they got. And, and when they went to Oklahoma, I'll just, you know, I'll leave, I'll leave them behind in a minute. But when they went to Oklahoma, they just bought a property in Oklahoma. Something, um, their, their father and mother-in-law, JD's parents, had moved to Oklahoma. And so they felt to move and go be with them and, uh, and you know, bring the family to Oklahoma. And there just happened to be a property available right down the road from where the in-laws were. JD's parents have bought a ranch. And just down the road, there was a property there, and Trish and J.D., J.D. went and, and looked at it and said, yeah, this is it, sent all the pictures to Trisha. She was with us in Ireland the last couple of weeks, and uh, sent her all the pictures. She said, yeah, I like it. Go for it. Make an offer. They bought this property. It's a three-bedroom house there. It's, it's, it needs work. It needs fixed up, but it's got everything, and they bought it for $184,000. $184,000. Now, the estate agent had valued it. The estate agent had valued it on an estimate of its value based on an evaluation that was 10 years old. <laughs> they bought the property on the basis of an evaluation that was 10 years old. Why the estate agent did not reference local property properties that had sold recently i have no idea they just believe it was absolutely god and when the the seller was actually hemming and hawing a bit the estate agent piped up and says no no sir you gave your word you gave your word you need to you know sell at this price you gave your word that you would you got to keep your word and you got to sell it jd and Trisha got the property the property has 11 acres with it 11 acres <laughs> 11 acres for $184,000. Come on, is that not good? You know, and God, God wants to bring us into a place if we're just not caught up with earthly things, if you're not tied to earthly things. You know, 
I, I'm just at a place where, and I guess I've been there for a long time. When I gave my heart to the Lord, it's like, okay, Lord, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, let's do it. You know, if it was Afghanistan tomorrow, I'm in. <laughs> if God says, give it all away and, and, and go here, I'm in. I'm in. That's the way I am. Pastor Karen might take a little longer. She has to hear that audible voice, you know. <laughs> She's not foolish. She's very wise. So she's not going to make mistakes. She's going to make sure she hears the voice of God. And that's always good. Amen? Always make sure that you hear the word of God, that you know. And, and you've got the beautiful promise, you know, from God's word. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they will follow me. You've got that. That is your assurance. That's your real safe zone. You know, that you will never miss it if you bring that before God. You will never miss it. You will never miss it. And, um, and I'm saying this because, you know, the Lord highlighted to me recently, um, I believe it's Matthew 3, where John the Baptist is preaching, and he's talking about Jesus, and he says, whose fan, speaking of Jesus, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. He will gather his wheat into the garner, and the chaff he will blow away with unquenchable fire. You know, whose fan is in his hand, he will thoroughly purge his floor. That's the church. That's the church. I believe God's purging us, amen? I believe he's cleansing. I believe he's bringing us to another place and a new level, Amen. If we won't be tied to the things of this world, if we'll just be open to his voice, what's God saying to you? What's he saying to you? And, and what has he placed in your hand? What has he asked you to be faithful with? Where has he asked you to serve? Where he, has he given you responsibility? There, there are people in here, you're in here, you've got responsibilities before God, you know, in the kingdom of heaven to, to serve in this facility, you know, to serve here in the church. And somebody said yesterday, it was really good, they said, if you want to have temporary impact, sorry, if you want something that has temporary impact, sow flowers. <laughs> flowers have temporary impact. They're here and they're gone. If you want to have something that has generational impact, sow a tree. Trees have generational impact. You know, they're, they're, they grow, you know, for a generation. They're there. They, they, they keep growing. But he said, if you want to have eternal impact, plant a church plan a church. Eternal impact. This is the way God is moving. You know, um, something that was that really impacted me yesterday, uh, Pastor Brian Madden, as we were talking, he's, he's, he's on fire for evangelism. He's amazing if you spend any time around him. <laughs> uh, but he said this. He was in the Amazonian jungles, and uh, where they had gone, they went way out down the rivers, you know, way, way where, where no one else could reach, just way beyond um, taking, you know, boat trips, ages to get to these unreached people groups, these tribes, to tell them about Jesus. And when he got there, when he got there, he said, can I have some water, please? Can I have some water? And they could hardly speak the language or anything, you know, so he's saying, agua, agua, you know. And so they'd say, okay, well, yes, we'll, we'll find you some water. Um, <clears throat> water's good, actually, <laughs> but they were looking for water for him, and uh, well, well, he thought. And so they brought him to this uh, little 
little hut and just uh, little, little look like a little marketplace, you know, just right there in the middle of the, the tribal compound. And he went in there, and there was a double refrigerator. <laughs> and he opened it up, and it had Coca-Cola in it. <laughs> Coca-Cola, way out in the middle of nowhere in the Amazonian jungle. You know, the, the, the people from Coca-Cola had provided the refrigerators and everything, and they brought it in by helicopter or what. I mean, it was, he said it was absolutely phenomenal. These people didn't know hardly anything about the name of Jesus, but they had Coca-Cola. <laughs> you see that in the Middle East. You know, there are people out there, they, they virtually know nothing about Jesus, but they've got Coke everywhere. And, um, you know, we, we have a job to do, and God wants us to, to finish this job. Um, but just think about, again, your role in God's goal, you know, what God has placed in your trust, your responsibility. We are called to finish the Great Commission, and we are going to do it. Say amen. We are going to do it. I, I am absolutely convinced now. Uh, in the Global Church Network, they are targeting those last hardest 3,000 people groups and translating the Bible into their language. And they just finished their 700th translation. They have a new way of doing it. They use locals in the area, in, you know, in a people group next to the unreached people group and uh, church leaders from that area. And they have a new method, and it is proving very successful. And they have just finished their 700th Bible translation, you know, into an unreached people group. Absolutely phenomenal. But I'm just going to challenge you in here today. Can okay? I challenge you in here today? You need to take more risks. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you need to take more risks. Tell, tell them, say, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you taking more risks for Jesus? <laughs> Amen. You got to be free. You got to trust. You got to trust. God gave me that vision, you know, that uh, in a dream of um, Red Bull like cliff divers. You know, there's there's a competition coming up. I've seen the adverts for it, but the cliff divers that jump way off the top of the cliffs, and it's like I had a drone view, you know, where I was going around them, and their hearts were palpitating. You know, they were <sighs> their breathing was was faster. You know, that you could tell that all the apprehension just prior. To, to jumping, leap, you know, going down, doing all the somersaults, and then entering the water. You know, they've got divers right down there waiting for you to hit the water, because if you hit it wrong, you know, uh, you go to the hospital. <laughs> it can kill you. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, God gave me that dream of people doing that, and then I saw uh, two other individuals just running off the cliff. <laughs> Splash. And you have different people like that in the body of Christ, right? Some are like gung-ho, <laughs> splash. And others are very, very calculated. They have to have everything worked out. But we, we can take risks for the kingdom. We can take risks for the kingdom. Now, and I'm, and I'm saying this because as, as we get closer to close here, I'm saying this because I believe God wants you to enter into the greatest place of blessing you've, you've ever been in. You've ever been in. I believe that God wants to just use you and work through you. I mean, I, I hear churches saying, uh, they, they're saying it up at Journey Church. They've never seen so many miracles, you know, in the, in the last, than they have the last two or three uh, weeks. Um, there was a woman who was healed of blindness in my brother's church down south. You know, I went to, um, 
I went to a, a businessman. You know, see, some people are called to business, and I believe God wants to supernaturally empower you in business. You know, um, I went to a care home manager's care home recently. He asked me to come and pray. He said, I've got six beds that are not filled. He said, I haven't been able to fill them for months. I remember hearing him complain about them way back. And uh, he said, you know, I want you to, to come and pray. I want you to come and pray. And uh, he said, I've lo- been losing staff as well because other care homes around the area are paying more than we are, and my company won't budge. They're, they're sticking with their <laughs> hourly rate. He said, come and pray. Went and prayed with them. Went and prayed with them. Firstly, I said, do you tithe? How many of you believe that God wants you to be faithful with, with tithing, with your finance? You know, it's a level of risk, but if you trust him, if you trust him, you'll do it. Because he's going to reward you. He's going to bless you. He's looking to see, are you faithful? He'll bless you with more. Amen? He'll commit more to your trust. He'll commit more to your trust. You'll go to a higher place, higher level. And so I asked him, I said, you know, I didn't come in here with that message, but now that we're sitting down together, I have to ask you. And he said, yes, yes, I am. I said, okay, let's, let's bless this place. Let's bless this home. And uh, we did that. We prayed over him, over the staff, over uh, the beds, and just, just everything. And I went home. And he came back the next week. He said, Brian, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> He said, I had 17 referrals on my desk on Monday morning to fill beds. 17 clients, 17 people looking to fill the beds in his care home. He said, by the end of the week, I had six more. That's 23. <laughs> you know what that sounds like to me? That, that's, it's a miracle, a financial miracle. Like, you know, when Elisha told the woman, go and take your cruise of oil and gather jars of your neighbors and, and put the jars in your house and lock the door and pour the oil into the jars. And, and, and you know, when you're finished, take of that, sell it, pay your debts and live off the rest. Absolutely phenomenal. I, I just got a calculator out. I went to uh, the the I went to the uh, internet and I said, "How much does it cost to go to a residential care home?" Average cost in the UK is twenty six thousand pounds a year. So for every bed, average cost twenty six thousand pounds a year. Twenty three of those works out about five hundred and ninety something thousand pound. That was a 600,000-pound miracle. Now, he didn't have time to receive. He didn't have the room to receive it. <laughs> but that was a six. How many of you could use a 600,000-pound miracle, amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, we're out of time, but I am believing God that God is just stirring you today. Let me tell one more story. There's a guy, um, Pastor Paul Gray. Absolutely amazing. He is in uh, Cross Point Church in Dundonald. He said that a woman was uh, going to give away some, some of her money. She was an elderly woman. She was writing her will and all this. She thought, you know what? I'll just give it away while I'm alive. <laughs> and she had her will, you know, and, but the money she wanted to proportion and give out to certain people and individuals. And she came to the church, and she came to Pastor Paul, and she said, Pastor Paul, um, I was going to give this to you in my will, but she goes, it just came to me, you might need this now. <laughs> and she handed him an envelope. He, he, he was believing God to go on a holiday, and he needed 5,000 pounds for his family. And uh, it was just a couple of weeks before they were due to leave on holiday. 
And uh, that woman handed him an envelope, and there was 5,000 pounds in it. <laughs> it paid the holiday. And it, it, it was absolutely wonderful. And she did some other things. She bought chairs for the church. But listen to this. She got a phone call shortly after from her pension company. And they said, uh, Mrs. So-and-so, um, we, we've made a mistake. We, we have some money for you. Um, we, we've been underpaying you and your pension. And she goes, oh, don't worry about it. She said, I don't need it. I'm fine. They said, no, no, we have to. <laughs> we have to pay you. We have to give it to you. Uh, she said, well, okay. It was 26,000 pounds. It was 26,000 pounds. And Pastor Paul just laughed. He said, you're, you're giving out, you're giving, and the Lord is blessing again. How many of you are ready for financial miracles as well in your life? Amen? Praise God. Let's all just stand. Hallelujah. Let's all just stand. Praise God. Everything I've shared is, is just to, to help. It's to help bring you to a place where you surrender and trust him. Amen? Where you surrender and trust the Lord. There, there is no way that God is going to let you down. There is no way that God won't bless you. There's no way that you won't receive eternal reward if you will yield and surrender yourself to God's plan and his will for your life. Amen? He'll bless your home. He'll bless your family. He'll bless your loved ones. Amen? We have seen it over and over again. Praise God. And just raise your hands with me and say, Dear Lord Jesus, please reveal to me your plan. I want to know the intimacy of your plans for my life. Dear Lord Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I give everything to you. I let go of the things that are tethered to me, tied to me, things I've held on to. I want to be free. I want to be free to follow your direction for my life. So I call myself free. The Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm laying aside every weight. I put it aside. I lay it down. God, I thank you that I am free. I am free in the liberty that Christ has made me free with. So Lord, I thank you for showing me your plans, what you've committed to my trust, the talents you've given me, the gifts you've given me. Direct me in how I use them. Direct me and where I serve, I give everything to you. I want the reward that comes at the end when we all stand before you. I don't want any regrets. I open my arms to all that you have for me in the name of Jesus. Amen that awesome, guys. <laughs> Get ready for blessing, guys. Amen? Get ready for blessing. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.